Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we decided to do a Bible study on some amazing women in the Bible, right? As in some women that I think would really, really impact us. And we're going to be starting with somebody very interesting. Somebody that I think we kind of overlook sometimes, but there is something so special about her story. Are you curious? I am too. So let's dive right into it. <clears throat> clearing my voice, clearing my throat rather. Can you imagine one woman, one woman in this world had three children. One was the equivalent of a president. One was the equivalent of a bishop. And one was the most popular female music minister and a political leader in her time. In fact, like the Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 9, she had a quiver full of great men. Oh, and um, what is interesting about it is what kind of woman gives birth to those kind of children? I mean, what kind of person has the ability to incubate a dream, to incubate a pregnancy of or a vision and birth things that are continuously of national influence? Are you curious about who this woman is? Or do you already know who she is? Anyway, let's pick our Bibles. Let's take our dictionaries, our concordance, our notebook pen, grab a cup of coffee, soda, water, you know, whatever makes you comfortable. Get comfortable and let's take a journey to ancient Egypt. <clears throat> Egypt. Let's go with me. Turn your Bibles, Exodus chapter 9, verse 1. This is Bible study, and it is going to be amazing. So, Pharaoh and his officials were in verse 9, according to the Bible, afraid of the potential power of some people I would call the children of the covenant, the children of Israel, right? And although it seems to me, if you read the Exodus chapter 1, that the children of Israel were unaware of how powerful they were. So in order to, to, to ensure that they were not able to live up to their full potential, I can hear light bulbs, you know, spring, you know, just lighting all over your head as I said that. Pharaoh and his officials did a few things. Well, number one. They oppressed them so much. They increased their burden so much. Their capacity to produce was put under so much pressure. Life was made so hard for them in Exodus chapter 1 verse 11 to 13. Are you reading it? That the children of Israel could barely see straight. They were so tired. They felt so oppressed that they didn't even have time to see the quality or the amount of power that they have. Then, they didn't stop there. They said, we need to truncate their productivity. And what did they do to truncate their productivity? They started killing the male children at birth. Why did they kill the male children? It truncated their ability to multiply. It truncated their ability to increase in power. And therefore, invariably, it truncated their ability to be productive for themselves when they saw that that didn't work because if you go further down we hear about the midwives well, we're not talking about the midwives today what did they do in exodus chapter 1 verse 22 and this felt like an act of desperation 
Isn't it interesting that the act of desperation of Pharaoh and his officials was their total annihilation strategy was to kill the sons of the Israelites, the children of the covenant, by throwing them into the Nile. Why throw into the Nile? Hmm, are you thinking with me? Why the Nile? Why not cut them with a sword? Why not do other things? Why not muffle them with the... Oh, we don't want to think of the horrible things that can happen. I mean, these are babies. Why throw them into the Nile? That got me thinking. The Nile, the river Nile. Let's look at the river Nile in ancient Egypt. The river Nile had, was many things to ancient Egypt, but we're going to focus on one particular area. The river Nile had a few gods attached to it. And I'll just give you three. The Egyptians had many gods, but I'll give you three of the gods that were attached to the river Nile. There was Hathor, who was supposed to be the god of music, dancing, and drunkenness. There was Anat, who was supposed to be the god of sexuality, love, and war. And there was Hat, who was supposed to be the god of fertility and success. Can you connect the dots? They submitted the male lineage of the children of Israel. Their destiny was submitted to music, drunkenness, sexuality. Their images of fertility and success. So when the enemy wanted to destroy the body, because the children of Israel are a typology of the body, he attacked the men. He killed their destiny. And how did he kill it? He subjected their destiny to the influence and the control of music. And of course, we know it wasn't godly music. Drunkenness. Their sexuality, their desire to be successful. And in doing that, it was destroying the productivity, the power, and the ability to multiply of the body, of equivalent of the body of Christ or the church. Hmm. My sisters, ah, uh, that means the men were under siege. But we don't even have time to dig deeply into that because we are focusing on a woman called Jochebed. In that time, with the deep occultic nature of Egypt, with the oppression of the people, with the male children being sacrificed in the river now to all these demonic idols, in that era, a woman called Jochebed had three children. Miriam. Aaron, and she gave birth to a beautiful young man called Moses. So what did Jochebed do differently? As we turn to Exodus chapter 2, because God didn't even talk about Amram, who was her husband at all. What did Jochebed do differently? How did the assignment that God had given to her turn out so well? This is what we are going to be looking at in part two of the story of Jechebed. So some key points for us to take away from this short study. What is the assignment that God has given you? Now I'm talking about an assignment, so it might not be motherhood. I know not everybody is a mother, but what is that thing that God had put in you to do for him? And how well are you doing it? 
if you are a mother, how are you raising your sons? God is depending on you because one of the things that the enemy uses to truncate the growth of the kingdom is an attack on the male lineage. And as the body of Christ, how well are we protecting and looking after the male part of the body? Prayer point. Dear Father, teach me how to birth, how to grow, how to incubate, how to birth and bring out the best in every dream, every vision and every assignment you have given me. Let me be a soldier with tangible results, no matter how difficult the environment environment around me might be. I hope you had a wonderful time learning about part one, about the powerful woman called Jochebed. Next week, we'll look at what Jochebed did and maybe we'll learn a, a thing or two. Have a wonderful day and don't forget, you have a dream and it's partly your responsibility to make sure that it comes to pass. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed the Bible study.